The My Marriage Mentors Podcast is where you will find practical advice, discussions, coaching, and conversations around everyday topics that relate to relationships. In this space, we will foster healthy relationships by sharing tools, resources, and information that helps to build and enhance your marriage. And at the end of every podcast, we will do a recap of key points and have a practical do now activity for you to complete. Join us. Let's grow together. Greetings, everyone. My name is Ovet Wilson. And I'm Adrian Wilson. And together we are My, My Marriage, Marriage Mentors. Mentors. Today we are on Season 1, Episode 4, and our title for today is Loving Outside of Your Boundaries. What does that mean for you, Adrian? Well, that means today we're going to talk about the five love languages okay. and how... It is essential to love your spouse, your partner, your mate based on their love language and how sometimes that can be difficult if your primary love language is different than theirs. Mm. Now, listen, I've heard about the five love languages for a long time and many people have. So I think today's approach, we have to definitely angle it in a way that will be refreshing for our audience um, so let's let's talk about it for a little bit. What when when we talk about loving outside of your boundaries, let's define what boundaries are. What what are boundaries for you? Well, I have to be honest. When I first, um, well, I really have to really really be honest. Okay. Um, in saying that uh, this was a title, this title. Um, was a brainchild of mine. You know, I thought, oh, loving outside of your boundaries. That's catchy. That's cool. It will, you know, pique interest. Um, And as you and I talked about the topic more, we flushed it out and we knew that it was about love languages. I thought we were good, right? Mm, Okay. But just before coming in the studio and recording, I looked at the title again and I was like, I don't know about loving outside of your boundaries because... You know, like in my work environment and, you know, in other types of settings, we talk about setting boundaries and self-care and, you know, work-life balance. And so my mind immediately went there Okay. when I saw the, read the title again, uh, loving outside of your boundaries and immediately began to think about how we often say boundaries and we're talking about limits. What we're choosing to limit, what we're choosing to cut off, what we're choosing to say, uh, that's enough. Enough is enough. Um, and it made me kind of second, second guess if this was an appropriate title for such a conversation as love languages. But let me ask you a question. Don't we all have boundaries? Because if I think about the definition of a boundaries, by the way, you didn't tell me what boundaries are because I think boundaries are so critical for all relationships. Now, we're dealing with, obviously, relationships in marriage, relationships in people who are dating, that kind of context. But what are boundaries? Well, actually, I did. And I said that boundaries are limits. Limits. It's when we we cut off and we say enough is enough or 
we will not go beyond, um, you know, X, Y, Z. And in this context of love languages, I had a hard time making the connection with using the word boundaries. But I think that the more we talked about it and flushed it out, you gave me a perspective as to how this does apply the word loving uh the the title loving outside of your boundaries and how the context of this does apply to love languages so do you want to share with the audience your profound thoughts of how this is not about setting limits this is not about saying what i will not do or I won't cross this line. You know, do you want to, do you remember that perspective or do you need me to refresh your memory? Yeah, please refresh my memory. (laughs) Yes, audience, I need her to refresh my memory. Yeah, we're seeing who has the better memory here. You know, um, Ovet did celebrate a birthday yesterday. Oh, you need to stop. And as I'm looking at him, he he does have a few more grays. You need to stop. Audience, he is older than me. She is trying to say I'm forgetting. That's what Uh, she's trying to say. You know, need to look up some vitamins to help with that memory um but to to just joking just joking baby um so to kind of refresh your memory and to bring the audience into the perspective that you shared that was so profound I looked at the word boundary and thought about limitations right and said "Eh, I don't know if this is the right type topic the title the topic is love languages but I'm not sure if this is the right title and I bounced around a few other titles and you know started to just second guess my whole thought of this title to begin with but then you Mr. Ovet said well no this is all about loving outside of your comfort zone and how Oftentimes, it's easy to love your mate based on how you feel comfortable, right? Absolutely. But this is this discussion is all about how to love outside of your comfort zone. To go to a space or to um, have your actions demonstrate in such a way that may not necessarily be the most comfortable for you. And when you shared that, it was like, yeah, absolutely. Because that is what we, when we are mentoring and working with couples, we always share that um, as a hallmark principle of healthy relationship, healthy marriages, that it's it's that self-sacrificing, right? So it's that mentality of it's not about me. Absolutely. It's about you and it's about we. And so, um, folks, the the seas the 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 topic um, loving outside of your boundaries is not so much about setting boundaries for yourself and you know choosing to push those boundaries away and not hold true to the things you need to do to take care of yourself as a as a person as a human being. This episode is all about how. Um, it is essential to think about how healthy relationships are at their peak, not just when we're patient, not just when we're kind. What was episode three? 
Love is love is kind. What was episode? Oh, no, episode one was we define love. What is love? What is love? Episode yeah. two. Love is patient. Love is patient. Okay, the memories. Oh, okay, we're we sparking now. Yeah, episode episode three. three. Love is kind. Love is kind. Absolutely. But now we want to talk about pushing beyond what's comfortable. Yeah. I think that's so important because when I think about boundaries, the first thing that comes to my mind, I got an opportunity um, over the past weekend to visit Cancun. um, And Adrian so graciously blessed me with a surprise trip. She was like, pack a bag. We're going somewhere. I don't want to tell you where it is. I was like, all right, cool. And for me, it was very exciting because I was like, oh, my gosh, my wife is being so thoughtful. And um, so, you know, we're on our way to the airport and I still don't know where I'm going. She has not told me where I'm going. I have a backpack. And obviously it's an international flight. I'm like, okay, she has our passports. We're going outside the country. So this is not like within the United States. Right. So I'm like, okay, this is awesome. Long story short, we end up in Cancun, Mexico. O-M-G. The most beautiful resort. As a matter of fact, I'm just going to give them a plug. It was the Haven Resort in Cancun, Mexico. And this place was absolutely fantabulous. Um, It's brand new, um, just built in 2019. And because of the pandemic, it was shut down and um, relaunched. Needless to say, here's the point. We're on a beachfront property overseeing the ocean. All inclusive, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the point. I watched the ocean go out and come in and it stops at its boundaries and then go back out. And I said all weekend long, the ocean did not overstep its boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hmm, all right. It's comfortable, Right. It stays within its limits. And so today what we're trying to do is to push you outside of your limits, outside of your thinking. And this is going to be a a push because what I have noticed is when it comes to love, it's easy to settle. Okay, you you totally went a different place with that. Okay, go ahead. So 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 y'all, you know, I I always have a story. Okay. (laughs) And I, I will just expound more on this Cancun trip because, you know, Ovette, I thought you were going to talk about how I exceeded the boundary okay, and expressing my love for you. Something yes. I've, I've, I've never, well, I surprised you with the trip. 14 years ago and I won't I won't say how old you were then because I, I will then reveal your age <laughs> uh, right yes but this was. was on a different level right okay, and some was. and some that I hadn't done on this level um in, in quite some time and this was definitely a boundary push and your comfort level and receiving something so I don't know what word to use I don't want to use the word extravagant but just more than what you had expected or thought yes I watched how you vacillated between shock and like mm, 
is this really happening? I'm trying to receive this. Like, but, but, my wife is yeah, doing this right, for me. Right. I, I'm the man. I, I yes, normally do this yes. for her. And, I think, and so I thought, hold, I yeah. thought that's where you were going to yeah. go with the loving beyond no. your boundaries. No, but it no. was, it was a, it was a moment for me to say, just sit back and receive. Yeah, this was a very, and I, I think your point is, interestingly enough, I, I have mm-hmm. to comment on it. Because I, what you did for me this past weekend that we just experienced is what I continually try to do for you, mm-hmm. right? To pour into your bucket, mm-hmm. the unexpected, right? The greatest gifts are unexpected gifts at unexpected times, right? Because if someone is expecting a gift, it is not as significant as when they don't expect it. So for me, it's always important for you to create the allure of pack a bag. I don't know where I'm going. I was like, okay, this is, whoa, that's what I do, right? Right. Okay, number one. But number, I pushed outside of my comfort you, zone. You sure did. You and sure said, did. and you know, as indecisive as I can be. Yes, you are. Which holds me back sometimes from making plans. But I said, no, I'm a, I'm a push through and I'm going to make this happen and this is outside of my boundary when it comes to planning. Yeah. Right? For sure. Mm-hmm. And here we are and then not only is it like what I do like it's the caliber of what I like. Mm. So I'm like wait a minute. Mm. This is like unbelievable. Wait was it better though? <sighs> okay y'all I'm putting him on the spot. <laughs> I, okay, we'll say that okay. for another time. Private yeah, we com- will. We pillow will. talk. Because yes, now I yes. want to know where do I rank yeah, 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 in, yeah. Turn, sure, in comparison. Sure, sure. Okay. But obviously, it was something beyond like my imagination, right? I didn't, you didn't see, see it coming? No, I didn't see it coming. It, I did not conceive it. And because I could not see it coming or conceive it, it made the impact even more like wonderful. Like it hit harder, right? And so. <laughs> Whatever. You were like, whoa, 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 I'm, whoa, I'm, what's going on? I'm trying to receive this experience. <laughs> like, there's a private, like, Escalade that picks us up at the airport. My name is on this, like, billboard. Um, Mr. Wilson, like, <laughs> offered me all kind of drink. Champagne, beer, water. Like, I'm like, oh, my gosh. They drive me in this probably $70,000 truck to this like private this amazing resort first of all um there's a private butler like I'm walking into this place and I'm like where am I and they're like welcome to paradise I'm like wait (laughs) a minute they said that a few times this sound like um what was that island where that little short man was like um there was this Gilmore Paradise Island whatever I don't know anyways (laughs) So I'm like, whoa. And I'm trying to receive it, but I'm like, wait, this is what I give. And, and you I, had a hard time. Yes. Settling in. Yes. To receive. Yes. Because mm-hmm. it was overwhelming. It was okay. It was overwhelming. And so today's episode, we want to like explore what we want to push you a little bit to think about when we're examining something you may have heard about this five love languages um, and just have you like think about it just in a different way, right? Because when you think about the five love languages, it is how you feel love, not how you know love. 
And I want to repeat that statement again, because I think that's very important. And, and for you to ex- even what's your thoughts on that uh, well, component, Adrian? I think let's just give a real quick overview, because the five love languages may not be um, it. This may be new for some people the first time that they're hearing that's it. That's true. And so the five love languages um, uh, developed by author Gary Chapman. Mm-hmm. He wrote a book about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I highly encourage you to, if you're a reader, get the book. If you, it's easier to just listen to the audio book or find the cliff notes, but it will change your life in terms of how you look at um, demonstrating your love to your, your spouse, your partner, your mate. And so basically the five love languages explains that we as individuals, um, feel loved based on different areas, categories. Um, or we vacillate between these spaces. Demonstrations um, of, of of things that people do. And we'll get into just in a little bit later how we can vacillate between these five love languages. But just a quick kind of overview is that the five love languages says that we are wired as human beings to typically feel the most loved when we are receiving it in these five in 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 of one or two of these five different areas um uh, gary chapman explains that we have a primary love language which is our primary way that we feel loved when people do certain things for us or towards us and then we have a secondary love language Um, He also explains that depending on the season of life that we're in, um, our love languages can change. You know, at the age 20, our love languages may look a certain way versus when we're in our 40s, you know. Or if you have children or if If you're married versus single. Yeah. Um, You know, and so the seasons of life sometimes, oftentimes, I shouldn't say sometimes, but oftentimes will influence how our love language, the way that we feel loved when people do certain things, it makes us feel love. It can change. It can vacillate. So that's a basic overview of what the five love languages is. But we are going to share those five love languages and explain each of them in just a moment. We probably should start now. So I'll begin with the first one. The first one talks about words of affirmation. And, um, you know, you think about words of affirmation, it's words that encourage their positive words, their verbal or written acknowledgments of love and care um, that allures an individual, you know, um, compliments. Um, you think about what, you know, may spark you in this area. Um, it's just being encouraged by the, the aspect of words. Okay. So if you, if, if you, as you're listening to this, I want you to kind of do a self-check, a self-reflection and think about, okay, when I receive words of affirmation, how does it, how do I receive that? How does it make me feel? Is, do I feel most loved by my partner when I receive words of affirmation? Or the second one um, in the five love languages is acts of service. Um, If actions speak louder than words is your mantra, and I know I've said this several times over the course of my life, actions speak louder than words. If that's your mantra, 
then this might be your love language, acts of service. And this is all about, you know, those individuals who who feel that, you know, if their spouse is lending a helping hand, helping out around the house, helping with chores and duties, um, helping to lighten the load. And if that's something that just sends a spark in you and really makes you feel loved and appreciated, then that might mean that acts of service is your love language. That when you are receiving those acts of service and help and assistance, that's the primary way that you feel loved. And the third one is, believe it or not, is receiving gifts, right? Um, you think about people, and and by the way, gifts is not about amount. And I think this is so important. It's about the quality of the gift, but not the amount of the gift, right? Um, because you think about the small things that sometimes just send us over the roof. I think about the gifts from my children, right? And there are times they been, they buy the littlest things from this old gift shop oh, at school. It's like $3, but I put them up like they are worth a million dollars. Y'all, I tease my husband. <clears throat> if, if we were doing a podcast video, I would take the camera right now and show you. <laughs> this man has what I call a shrine. He has this little shrine of all of the little trinket gifts. <laughs> Whatever. They are so valuable. And he to me. does not throw them away. They are so valuable to me. It I mean the little 50 cent thing from the, the, the Christmas Santa toy shop. Whatever. Whatever. From five years ago. This man has it, and I am not exaggerating. He has literally a little shrine Whatever. of all his sentimental gifts that yes. he has received, and I think it's so cute. It's not about <laughs> amount, and yes. I think this is so critical for people to understand, you know, especially mm-hmm. if that's what takes. But does that you make know? you feel loved? Yeah, to exactly. Re- to receive those sentimental gifts. Of, of course, of gifts. course, of course. And, and right. there's a time and place and a season, right? Um, under the sun for such right. the next one so so receiving gifts is cool um i think that the hallmark of your love language being receiving gifts is it's not that it's just all about the act of spending money and getting something okay it's it's how it makes you feel when you receive it, no matter how big or how small and Correct. i think that was that was the the point you were trying to drive Correct. home and i know i was talking about your shrine let me let me interject mm -hmm. with this i think it's very important absolutely yeah the feeling of love create in us what is called a dopamine effect Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right and that dopamine effect we desire it creates a a, um essence of pleasure right Uh, of being pleasant um it creates a sense of joy and the more we receive that particular um, um, love language within right. the season that we're in, mm-hmm. it creates the feeling of being loved. That that dopamine. Yes. Is that what you, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. And the next one. All right, and the next one is quality time. Um, with this love language, what you long for most in your partner is their undivided attention so it's what we call um qt 
quality time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's being able to spend time and make memories with one another. Um, it's about, you know, wanting to be in the present moment, having the attention, being mindful. Um, I know that, you know, we live in such a dominant technological society, right? Like technology is at our fingertips. But a a person that has their primary love language of quality time would be the one that would say, please put down your phone while we're talking, while we're engaging. Like, Mm -hmm. I want all of you. I don't want you divided. I don't Mm -hmm. want to be dividing my quality time with, you know, other other things or other people Mm. um and so this one is an important one it also involves active listening skills um it it, you know it involves um a lot of things we talk about with effective communication that communication is it's a two-way street it's not just one way where one person is kind of just doing all the talking and the other person is receiving but it's kind of an ebb and a flow People who who tick or who feel loved um, based on these characteristics with their their dominant love language is quality time. And what's next? <laughs> oh boy. Oh the, boy, the, oh boy. Yes, <laughs> ma'am. The final one is uh, physical touch. Mm-hmm. And physical touch is, you know, I always tell people touch is a form of communication, mm-hmm. right? And, mm-hmm. um, you think about touch, there are different types of touches, sexual touch, non-sexual touch. And I think within this category, it is such a very important asset to a um, um, a relationship on an individual feeling loved. You know, you think about actions like um, cuddling, holding hands, kissing, hugging on a regular, consistent basis. What does that communicate? Does the individual need this Um and so physical touch is like one of those areas that you think that would like many couples desire, right? And I always think about what does a female desire in this area? What does a male mm-hmm. desire mm-hmm. in That's this area? Because physical touch looks di- could look different. And I don't want to just reduce it to, to, to gender. Sure. It could also be cultural norms, you know, mm-hmm. culturally, you know, you know, you hug or you show, you show, um, excuse me, you show love and it might be by way of hugging. Whereas in some cultures we don't hug because, or man and woman don't hug because we're mm, not in public or it could be, um, it just looks different. I think that there are many different caveats to the physical touch piece, and it's not just about gender. Yeah. Um, upbringing think, could be one. Sure. Yeah. But I think one essential ingredient in this area is the reading of body language. Body language, yeah. Body language, because you think about it. The the, the brain reads nonverbal communication before verbal communication every time. Mm-hmm. Like you and I... Um, we pick up on what a person body communicates before, before we ain't even getting the physical touch yet, but we are reading body language and body language. Tell me, how do I engage in this particular circumstance based on how the person is responding? 
Right. Or but, not respond. Or not respond. Or not. So that's a quick overview of the five love languages and And before we move on to our next talking point, I just want to give a quick plug here because you know, Ovet, when you you just talked about physical touch and you mentioned uh sexual and non-sexual physical touch, and I just want to kind of play off of that and give a plug for season two y'all because season two is coming Uh-oh. and that season is gonna be all about Uh-oh. romance get ready buckle up and in that in that season buckle up we will be touching on uh physical touch we will be t- touching on sexual versus non-sexual um physical touch we will be uh touching on his knees versus her knees and so yeah. Just want to put a plug Absolutely. right there Absolutely. that we will definitely be digging deep in season two um, on all the many aspects of romance. Definitely. So one of the things I think that's important that as we kind of transition is that season changes, right? I, I think about the natural world on the four season that we have, right? Mm-hmm. We have summer. After summer comes what? fall you talking about Flo- florida seasons because <laughs> i had to think yeah. i say wait after it's... summer what come after summer in florida summer. Ooh, fall supposedly fall. it does the leaves have to fall off the tree then, then when, comes winter, winter and then spring right? it's, sorta. yeah okay it's, <laughs> it's a natural nat- natural flow of how the seasons and you know operate mm-hmm. but those I think in marriage or in relationships, there are different seasons. And I think about the boundaries that we face with the love language and how the seasons of our life create different boundaries that has to be pushed. Right. So, for example, us. Us. Yes. Because I think that's... What season are we in? Well, before we get to the season (laughs) that we're in, I think we need to talk about the seasons that have passed Right when we first got married versus year two of marriage, year five of marriage. By the way, having children that how was that a season. How mm-hmm. that changed seasons, mm-hmm. right? And as they get older, I mean, we still have children. They ain't yeah. going nowhere. They still here. Absolutely. But teenage children versus toddler children but, but, are different seasons but, that kind of impact or um, yes, influence baby. our yes. our love languages and the needs that we have. What? Yes. Not even just children. The amount of children. Yes. So, so I remember, like, you know, you wanting um, quality time in one season of our marriage. And I was like, wow, my wife really wants quality time. But then when another kid came in, it was, it was like... It changed. Whoa, like it was, service. It's a game like, changer. Like, mm-hmm. you need an active service. You needed my active help around the house to make life easier for us to be functional. Could you speak toward those well, even two seasons that I like mean, help? Yes, but I was going to expound on that by saying that um, what shifted even beyond having multiple kids, not just one, but multiple kids, was also other factors that were happening in our lives and our professional world. So one child and you being a school administrator versus 
two children and you being promoted and, you know, and your level of administration that created a different type of need and support, um, you know, because of the season that you were in, in terms of your career. And then I shifted (laughs) and then my career, no, 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 backtrack, backtrack. I shifted. I was in grad school, Mm. you know, working on my doctorate degree. And so that was a season with a baby and then trying to finish grad school Mm. with two Mm. children. Mm. Mm. And so, you know, the seasons, the point that I'm trying to make is that seasons can be multi-layered with like the factors that that influence that season. It can be multi-layered. For yeah. sure. I mm-hmm. think, you know, one of the beautiful things is the entire purpose of exploring your love languages together is to learn how to love your partner in a way that is meaningful to them and not to you. Based on the season that you're both in. Absolutely. Right. But it's to them and mm-hmm. not to you. It's a serving mentality because love languages are maybe different and so one has to say, wait, how can I serve you in how to make you feel loved? And how can you serve me in how to make me feel loved? That's a different mindset. And I think that's the hallmark of the topic. The title of this um, episode, Loving Outside of Your Boundaries, is all about loving outside of your comfort zone in such a way that makes your spouse feel loved. Yeah. And it may not necessarily be what's your first go-to to make them feel loved. For example, if your spouse doesn't like getting flowers, that might be something that's easy for you to do, pick up some flowers and candy, but she really, that's not her love language of gifts. She really needs acts of service, which might be doing chores around the house or, you know, helping to pay the bills for, for that person. That could be pushing them outside of their boundaries because picking up candy and roses is easy for them. But wifey is saying, that's not my love language. I need something different. But Adrian, we grow through discomfort. Right. So when I have when I am moved out of my comfort zone, it's where I am growing. So I'm focusing on something or someone outside of myself that leads to my personal growth. And I think this is essential because loving your partner in a way that are outside of your comfort zone forces you to grow and to change and to look outside of yourself. You know, I think about, I call it your growing edge. Okay. (laughs) And this is what I tell my my graduate students, you know, at work. I say, I, I tell them, I tell them this upfront before they even start the program and orientation. I tell them you will be pushed to your growing edge. And when you are pushed to your growing edge, that's when the real growth happens. As long as you're feeling comfortable, you're not growing. Embrace the discomfort because the discomfort when you're right at the edge and you feel like, oh, I don't know if I can do this or this is hard or this is uncomfortable or this is different or this is foreign jackpot now you begin to grow and as you are saying that and sharing that Ovet, i use my um example of what i tell my students at you know in graduate school um because i think that that example applies in in marriage and relationships if we're just comfortable and coasting that's fine and dandy Mm. but don't we want to grow 
Yes. Don't we want to continue to grow and grow and get better and better and better? Because that's what love does. You know, in episode one, we talked about love has no depth, Mm. right? It can just get deeper and deeper and deeper. But you're only able to experience that depth, that deepness when we're willing to be pushed to our growing edge outside of our comfort zone. And you're right. But here's a caution. It is easy for an individual to try to love their spouse or their partner in their primary love language, right? And so you have to be cognizant of what is happening to you and what is ex- what is the experience within you and to say, wait a minute, I have to step back. Don't try to love in my primary love language. So if words of affirmation is what I'm primary in, I can't try to love you in that primary love language. Especially not if mine is acts of service. Acts of service or mm -mm. physical touch or or whatever, Mm -hmm. right? So it's very important that an individual steps out of themselves, which is the boundary that holds them. And say, wait a minute, I got to step out of my boundary or my comfort zone zone to Mm -hmm. love my spouse in that which they need. So as we wrap this up, the exercise that we take couples through when we work with them is to first assess their own love language. We give a, an assessment, a survey. Right. By the way, they, could I put a plug in? If you want that survey, email us at mymarriagementors.com and we will uh, support that for you. So, yes. So we have we walk couples through a a scenario where you complete the survey and you do a self-assessment to first determine what is your primary love language and what is your secondary? Because we we all typically have a primary and then we have a secondary that's like right underneath it. Right. Mm -hmm. So to Ovid's point, you know what your comfort zone is to help you kind of determine are you living within your love language or are you living within the love language of the, the the person you're with so we have couples do their own self-assessment of how they feel loved and then we have them share so now you know your own primary love language and what makes you feel comfortable but then you are educated and you're knowledgeable on how your mate feels loved and how their love languages help them to feel to, to take and just to have them endorphins that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. We want to share that resource with you. We want to connect with you. We want to pour into you. Um, and so, as Ovet said, reach out to us. You can go to our website. If you just go to Google and type My Marriage Mentors, you will find us. We would love to connect with you and to share with you all of this great knowledge that we have just been so blessed Absolutely. in our own marriage. Never forget, empathy increases intimacy, curiosity enhances connection, and gratitude reinforces our efforts. And this is the essence of the love languages. By the way, I just want to let you know, I'm Ovette Wilson. And I'm Adrian Wilson. And together we are My, my Marriage, marriage mentors. mentors. In today's episode, we learned about the five love languages, which are words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, 
quality time, and physical touch. We also learned that the entire purpose of the exploring the love languages together is to learn how to love your partner in a way that is meaningful to them. Additionally, focusing on something or someone outside of yourself can lead to personal growth. Loving your partner in ways that are outside of your comfort zone focuses you to grow and change and to look outside of yourself. Lastly, it is important to remember that as your season of life change, so can our love languages. Be sure to have check-ins with your spouse from time to time to understand whether or not their needs have changed. Check us out at MyMarriageMentors.com and subscribe on any podcast platform where you can find valuable resources to enhance your marriage. I am Ovette Wilson. And I'm Adrian Wilson. And together we are My, My Marriage, Marriage Mentors. Mentors.